This week's show is brought to you by the Torrington Football Letterman's Club. The TFLC has been a proud supporter of the Torrington High School community and has contributed to the success and advancement of the athletic department over the years, specifically to the school's football program. If you are a Torrington football alum or a current player, head on over to torringtonfootball.com and see how you would be a great fit for the club's membership. switching things up a bit as I have something I want to focus on but still try and keep it fun at the same time. So without further ado, let's begin. This week is all about content marketing, so it only seems fair to see how much you actually know about it. Now I'm sure you've heard the phrase before, especially if you're into the marketing industry news and updates, but do you actually know what it entails? Well, let's find out! On this first edition of Marketing Madness, the one and only podcast-based quiz show that I host and that hopefully someone listens to once or, you know, whatever. So, I'm going to ask you five questions today, all multiple choice, don't worry, and all worthy of at least a few seconds of deliberation. So, go get your piece of scrap paper and those number two pencils ready, because here we go! Question number one. What is the most important piece to your content marketing strategy? A. Editorial calendars. B. Buyer personas. C. Keyword tracking. Or D. Distribution and publishing plans. Question number two. How often should you be publishing content? A. One to four times per month. B, five to eight times per month, C, nine to 12 times per month, or D, 12 to 15 times per month. Question number three. How much money should you invest in a content marketing strategy? A, 50 to $100 per month, B, 100 to $200 per month, C, 200 to $300 per month, D, $300 or more per month. Question number four. What is the best platform for content marketing? A, your blog or website. B, Facebook. C, Twitter. D, YouTube. Question number five. How long should your written pieces be? blogs and articles. A. 300 words or less. B. 300 to 500 words. C. 500 to 750 words. D. 750 to 1,000 words. I'll give you a few seconds to write down your answers. Feel free to pause and rewind if you need to hear the questions again. Cheaters. Ready to hear how you did? Well, we'll get to that after the news break. For 
First up in this week's news headlines, we have Millennials are driving a shift in small business marketing. This story coming from Adweek.com Social Times. I'm sure you've all heard the phrase dirty millennial muttered under someone's breath before. Well, now it's our time to shine. Quote, small and mid-sized businesses have the potential to be the most agile marketers online. However, with tighter budgets, they don't have the money to waste on ineffective marketing strategies. Now, according to data from video editing application maker Magisto, there is a shift happening among small business marketers. Magisto surveyed 550 small businesses in the U.S. about their approaches to marketing, and millennial-led businesses reported almost completely switching from the traditional marketing methods to online and social media campaigns. This group was 84% more likely to invest in social rather than print, and almost none surveyed used TV advertising, compared to one in three baby boomer-led small businesses. Additionally, baby boomers were 112% more likely to invest in radio advertising compared with millennials. Now, depending on who you ask, I myself am considered a millennial, and for me in particular, this story is kind of just like saying water's wet. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that the generation raised alongside the rapid growth of the internet and advances in consumer technology are more comfortable using them to advertise their business. It just makes sense. We use what we like, and what we have the most experience in using. So, if this story does interest you, you can find the link to the rest of it in the show notes. Next up, we have State Better Business Bureau accredits 75 Connecticut businesses in the month of April. This story coming from the Connecticut Better Business Bureau. There are 75 new businesses in Connecticut that can now brandish that highly coveted Triple B badge. Quote, founded in 1928, Connecticut's Better Business Bureau is an unbiased nonprofit organization that sets and upholds high standards for fair and honest business behavior. Triple B helps consumers find and recommend businesses, brands, and charities they can trust, offer objective advice, and a wide range of education on topics affecting marketplace trust. Uh, the businesses receiving the accreditation range from the typical home contractor and repair shop to some pet groomers and even a toy store. Uh, it's always good to see more places added to the list, and it just goes to show that despite all the troubles that businesses have had in the past here in Connecticut and are still having, uh, that the small business culture is still alive and well in this state. You can find the entire list of the businesses that were given this accreditation in the show notes. Next up, we have Canada Goose opening a retail store as it expands its marketing strategy. It's coming from The Globe and Mail. Nike did it, Apple did it, and now Canada Goose Incorporated is joining the list of brands taking some control over the retail experience by opening their own stores focused only on a single brand of merchandise. Quote, Canada Goose is investing in its first branded stores later this year. A 4,500 square foot location at Yorkdale Shopping Center in Toronto will be the first to open in October, followed by a 4,000 square foot store in the Soho neighborhood of Manhattan, scheduled to open in November. The United States is the company's fastest growing market, with sales up by 30% last year. New York is its biggest market in the country. The stores will incorporate Arctic imagery as well as photographs and stories of the adventures known as Goose People, who serve as spokespeople to the brand, all designed to communicate its authenticity among outdoor adventurers. Salespeople will be coached up to tell customers about the product in much more detail than might occur in stores with a wider product scope. The company that traditionally relied much more on word of mouth has invested more in marketing, including a four-minute video release last year and helmed by the Hollywood director Paul Haggis. That video has since drawn roughly 1.6 million views on YouTube. The company says that including Facebook, the campaign website, and paid placements such as pre-roll videos, it reached roughly 30 million views and increased web traffic for Canada Goose by 500%. For our fourth story, we have men caught playing ball at the unfinished Connecticut Stadium. This coming from the Business Insider. Now, I posted this story up a few days ago on the uh, CT Business Facebook page, 
but I just had to cover it quickly here because it's too good not to. Quote, the Hartford Yard Goats won't be the first to take the field at Dunkin' Donuts Park when the AA team makes its long-awaited debut at their new stadium. Police say four men were arrested and charged with criminal trespassing after they were caught playing baseball in the yet-to-be-completed Connecticut ballpark at about 8.30 p.m. last Saturday. An officer assigned to a security detail at the stadium discovered the men after hearing yelling and cheering coming from the field. When the officer went to investigate the commotion, he found a man on the pitcher's mound, another in the batter's box, and two more in the outfield. Police say one of the men who was charged works for Centerplan Construction, a company involved in building the ballpark. The others were his friends. Centerplan officials declined to comment. While it was taken seriously and the men were arrested, it's pretty great to see someone having fun amidst the debacle that the stadium project has become. From the turmoil of moving the Rockets from New Britain to Hartford, the unbelievably bad team name they settled on, the outrageous cost of building the stadium in the middle of Hartford, to the non-stop delays and missed schedules on the construction, it's nice to see someone at least enjoying themselves on the field. And finally, our last story of the week. Sony marketing executive defends the Ghostbusters remake. This coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Now, regardless of your take on the ideas of gender-swapping roles in films and TV, there has been a stark dividing line drawn between supporters and opposers when it comes to the new Ghostbusters remake. Quote, What tends to happen with a beloved property is the fanboy or the fangirl shows up and says, How dare you remake this, says Sony's domestic marketing president, Dwight Keynes, as vocal foes of the female reboot face off against the summer tentpole trailers. They are trying to define the experience. When Sony Pictures' second trailer for its female friend and Ghostbusters reboot appeared online May 18th, fans initially had to find it on Facebook. The studio had switched from YouTube, which hosted the first trailer, in a deliberate effort to combat a cacophony of negative reaction emanating from a very vocal minority online. With the YouTube trailer, bloggers could embed the player on their sites to congregate negativity on Sony's official YouTube channel, a move akin to spraying toxic green slime all over the studio. As a result, the Ghostbusters teaser was dubbed the most disliked trailer ever. Not the kind of buzz Sony or director Paul Feig want just months before the $150 million comedy's July 15th release. That's going to do it for this week's news headlines. Let's get back to our main topic discussion. Okay, let's get back to the meat of this story. Now, for that quiz, let's revisit those questions quickly. What is the most important piece to your content marketing strategy? How often should you be publishing content? How much money should you invest in a content marketing strategy? What is the best platform for content marketing? How long should your written pieces be, blogs and articles? Before I reveal the answers and we see how you did, I do have a slight confession to make. I cheated. Yeah, I know, I know. What a travesty. But it's my show, so I can do what I want. What? How could I cheat when I wasn't the one taking the quiz? Well, if you wrote down answers to these, and you probably didn't, let's be honest, they're wrong. That is, unless you put down E, the invisible fifth choice for each question. Let's look at them again and see where I got all tricky on you. Question number one. The first question was, what is the most important piece to your content marketing strategy? The answers that I gave were editorial calendar, buyer persona, keyword tracking, and distribution and publishing plan. And as I said before, 
The answer was E, and that E was all of the above. This first question is a lie right from the get-go. While several marketers can nitpick at which is their personal favorite, there is no correct answer. Each of these is vital to the execution and success of a real content marketing strategy. The editorial calendar is your content schedule. The buyer persona is the target audience you're going after. The keyword tracking is how you know what to specifically include in the actual content. And the distribution and publishing plan is how people find and consume the content. If your strategy is missing one or more of these components in favor of another, you're not really fully maximizing your campaign. So be sure to include all of them when you do make your own. Question number two. The second question was, how often should you be publishing content? The answers were zero to two times per month, three to four times, five to 10 times, or 11 to 15 times. The answer was E, and that E was 16 or more times per month. According to a report put out by inbound marketing company HubSpot back in 2015, the actual number of blog posts that a company should be publishing is 16 or more in a month. Their data showed that companies that blogged more than 16 times a month received almost three and a half times the amount of traffic than companies that published zero to four blogs in that same month. This number was especially strong with companies that had between 1 to 10 and 11 to 25 employees. Question number three. Our third question was, how much money should you invest in a content marketing strategy? 50 to $100 a month, 100 to $200, $200 to $300, or $300 or more? The answer was E, none of the above. While this can be answered based on your specific targets and goals for a content marketing strategy, an overall consensus on a number can't be reached, except for one, zero. The majority of content can be created and published for no monetary cost. I specify that with monetary cost because there is a significant time investment that must be made which is where the costs of content creation stem from. However, from my own personal experience, I have not spent any money on creating content for my company. I wrote my own blogs, I handle my own social media, and I create this podcast by myself. While things can certainly be made easier by paying someone to create content and publish it for you, there is no set budget that you should be spending per month on this. Question number four. What is the best platform for your content marketing? Blogger website, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube? The answer, E, all of the above. Now, if you are big into marketing, and I'm sure most of you are, I know that a lot of you were probably tempted to write in your own answer for this one. Even I was pretty stupefied at how bad this question was, and I'm the one who made it. Obviously, there isn't a right choice here. Each of these platforms need to be present in your content marketing strategy. And this is only a partial list. Other platforms like Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+, and Tumblr should also be included, at least in the planning phases. Not all of these channels will work for your business and industry, and some work better than others. Restaurants should be hammering away on Instagram and Facebook, posting food pictures and menus, while a retail store should be using Pinterest and YouTube to showcase new products and do tours of the store for sales and promos. You just need to figure out what works best for you and what you want to invest your time in. Question number five. How long should your written pieces be? and we're talking about blogs and articles. 300 words or less, 300 to 500 words, 500 to 750 words, 750 to 1,000 words. The answer is E, and it's not all of the above or none of the above. It is actually 1,600 words or seven minutes. Whew, that is a lot of words. Remember those essays in high school and college that you dreaded writing so you waited to the last second? Yeah, me too. That's about the length we're talking about. 
How did we come to this seemingly arbitrary number? You can thank blog publishing platform Medium for that. The one thing that separates Medium from almost every other content management system out there is that they focus on attention time rather than word count. They're much more interested in the average time it takes a reader to completely finish an article or post, rather than how many words are splattered on the page. Using the data from their own site, Medium's research found that the ideal blog post is 7 minutes long, which roughly translates to 1600 written words. Now, you don't need to be a prolific writer in order to churn out posts of this length. You can use images, graphs, and anything else to kind of lengthen out the post. Plus, it has the added benefit of keeping a reader engaged by using visual statistics and pictures to emphasize points and drive them home. Even the blog post that Medium used to present this research was only 980 words, but they were loaded with pictures. So, how'd you do? You failed? Well, man, I must be a terrible teacher. Let me try to fix that. In the show notes, I've added some links to a few cheat sheets with templates, spreadsheets, and calendars that you can use to start creating your own content marketing strategy. But don't tell anyone. I know, I'm just one hell of a guy. Also, I'm currently working on a book where I give you detailed marketing strategies for several different industries. And in each strategy, I give tactics and step-by-step instructions geared specifically toward the respective industries like retail and restaurants. These aren't the cookie-cutter strategies that you're used to seeing. These are geared specifically toward what you need and what you need to do. I'll keep you posted on that project as it moves along. If you want to get a free copy of that book when it is finished, make sure you subscribe to the CT Business Solutions mailing list. You can find a link to subscribe on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash businesssolutionsct. And as always, make sure to follow us on Twitter at businesscT and me at TD Farrell. Keep up with our blog at businesssolutionsct.com slash blog and download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. Enjoy your long Memorial Day weekend. Well, at least I hope it is. And we'll see you next week.